You know, this morning I want to talk to you concerning leadership. You know, a lot of times that, you know, we have a lot of ideas of what leadership is all about. And whether we like it or not, we are very much influenced by how the world deems leadership. It's always someone who is charismatic, someone who is able, someone who, you know, who, who always stand, stand at the front and having followers behind him. Or, or even some would, would have this an entire uh, mindset that, you know, being a leader is someone seated on a high position, you know, leading people who are in a, you know, in a lower position. But I've, I want to tell you this, that this morning, leadership is not just about all these things. More importantly, leadership is something that Jesus requires of us. Amen? And we all know that leadership is important. But what is the symbol of leadership to each and every one of us? Amen? So the thing is this, that if I were to ask you, what is a leader to you, how would you answer that? What will firstly come to mind? So let's turn to John chapter 13, verse 3 to verse 5. I want to read to you from the New Living Translation. And it says this, And Jesus knew that the Father had given him all authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. So this, you know, moment that Jesus, you know, after the Lord's uh, Supper, in, 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 before the Lord's Supper, and Jesus was with the disciples, and Jesus did all this that we have read just now. But the amazing thing here was that the Bible tells us that Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything. So Jesus was at a, the highest position that, that, you know, that there is. Amen? But what he did was that he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into the basin. He began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. Jesus' style of leadership is always servant leadership. So this is not only limited to people who are leading, but I believe that this is the example that God has given to each and every one of us who are followers of Christ. So it is not only for you know, leaders in church, but for every one of us who proclaims Jesus as Lord and Savior, we ought to emulate this example that Jesus have given to us. And Jesus had all the authority and yet he washed the disciples' feet. He wiped them dry. And the Bible says that why would Jesus, you know, they, they put it, I mean, the Bible says that Jesus took off his robe. Why would Jesus take off his robe? Have you ever asked that question yourself? And if we imagine that, and a lot of times, you know, and when we read that, you remember what Peter said? Peter said, you're not only my feet, but wash me also, entirely from head down. Am I right? That's what Peter said, right? But Jesus said, no need to do that. But let me tell you something. Even though the Bible did not write it or did not record it, I believe what Jesus did was this. He took off his robe. Why? Because he had to take the bowl or the basin. Every time he washed a disciple's feet, he had to change the water. Because I don't think 12 pairs of feet with one bowl or one basin, I don't think Peter would say, wash me entirely also. 
You understand what I'm getting at? So a lot of times when we read the Bible, we just read it through, but we don't really think. But the thing is this, that Jesus had to go, after washing each disciple's feet, he had to go, change the water, come back again, go, come back again. And you know what? It's a lot of hard work. It's, It's inconvenient. He had to go back and forth. Serving tells us it's about going all the way. To Jesus, leadership is never about self-serving. In fact, in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. Those who follow Jesus' model of leadership must be willing to take the basin and the towel and to wash feet. And not just that, but also to dry the feet of those that you wash. Many can just take the towel. Many can just come to a place of just taking the basin. But going all the way is another story. That's why I want all of us this morning to catch this. That leadership is not about an entitlement. It's not about a right that you have. But a servant leader must be comfortable to serve in the background and gladly work alongside people until the completion of the task. Service and not status is the goal of a servant leader. So I pray that this morning that all of us here will understand this. It's not only for leaders but for every one of us. Don't chase after status. Don't chase after titles. Don't chase after recognition. Chase after serving, chased after the very heart of God, the very example that Jesus has set for us, that we ought to not to be self-serving, but to serve others. Amen? Let's turn to Luke chapter 14 this morning. All right, let's read from verse 7. And it says this, if you guys there, give me a loud yes. Luke chapter 14, verse 7. So he told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places saying to them, when you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you and him come to say, uh, and say to you, give place to this man, and then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place. So that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So Jesus told this parable when he saw a lot of people, probably, you know, a lot of the Pharisees, they came and they wanted the best place at the table. They wanted to be at the head of the table. And the thing is this, Jesus told them, you know what, if you, Jesus told this parable, if you are invited to a wedding feast, don't go to the highest place. But in fact, go to the lowest place. And he explained this whole entire thing, why, you know, that we should go to the lowest place. You see, friends, being a servant leader, being at the head of the table is optional. It's never a must. If positions or titles are your focus, then leadership in God's kingdom is not for you. If you need positions and titles to serve, 
you will always be bound and limited by your capacity because you will only function to what those titles will bring, not from passion, not from your heart. When you are busy with the seats at the head table, you will always have very little time for people. And that's what Jesus does not want His people to become. That they are so busy about where to sit, forgetting the people around. Friends, a servant leader will wait for God's timing to exalt them. They will not, you know, rush to go and sit at the head table. They will wait for God to lift them up. Friends, if God promotes you, you will have a firm footing. But if you promote yourself, you will be on a very slippery slope. He says this in verse 8. Listen to this. He says this, that someone more honourable, someone more distinguished. Friends, Jesus here tells us, we are not as important as we think we are. Turn to your neighbour, tell your neighbour, you are not that important. Turn to your other neighbour, tell the other neighbour, I'm not that important. Amen. Don't assume that you have more honour than any other people, any other person. Amen. Verse 9 tells us this, and he who invited you and, and him come and say to you, give place to this man, then you, shall, then, then you, will, you begin with shame to take the lowest place. Friends, there are always people who are more important than us. But I like what's, what verse 11 says, because this is the key, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Therefore, always be humble. When we take the back, back seat, we are trusting God instead of our own efforts for promotion. We must learn Every one of us, I know that the world will tell you, you know, climb higher. The world will tell you, you know, be ahead of others. But I want to tell you this, the principle in God's kingdom is this, serve others. Because when God promotes you, you will have a very firm footing in your life. Remember in, in Mark chapter 10, you know, there was this whole thing that, you know, James and John and, and the mother of James and John came before Jesus and asked Jesus, that, you know, uh, will you grant my son one to sit on your left and one to sit on your right? And the rest of the disciples, they were really upset because of, of this request. But Jesus said, you know, this is not for me to decide. But he asked this question, will you be able to take the cup that I'm, I'm taking? And both of them says, yes, we can. So Jesus was telling them, again, at the end of the day, it's not about positions, it's not about recognitions. In fact, Jesus was teaching them, Jesus taught that suffering comes before reigning. So Jesus told them, suffering will await you before you reign. So the thing is, at the end of it all, are we self-serving? Even in our faith in Christ, are we self-serving? Or are we being selfless and to serve others? You know, I, I, I really thank God for people who have been such a tremendous uh, instrument that God have used to, to, to bring the gospel, you know, to preach the gospel to me. And today, I'm safe. I'm doing what I'm doing because of people who have been selflessly giving of their time to share the love of Christ with me. So the thing is, is faith is never about only for our own self. That's why I never believe that the gospel is about just prospering ourselves. 
It's, it's about, you know, just us having good health. Just us, you know, having the best things in life. It's not about that. It is more than all these things. Because at the end of it all, we are meant to be God's servant, amen, in His kingdom and this time that we are here on this earth. In fact, Jesus has given us an example in Philippians chapter 2. And it says that Jesus, being the Son of God, you know, have given up all these things and to come to this earth. Being, you know, a servant. Not being a king, but being a servant. But then the Bible says that in due time, God exalted him. And this is the same word exalted that's being used in Luke chapter 14, verse 11, as we have read just now. Alright, it's found in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. And 1 Peter 5, verse 6 tells us, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. So we must always trust God. At the end of the day, don't, don't promote yourself by your own efforts. You must allow God to do it in your life. Have the humility and the ability to wait for God to exalt you. You know, the Bible described Moses as more humble than anyone else in Numbers chapter 12. Yeah, turn to Numbers chapter 12, all right, this morning. Let's, let's look at what happened, what's the context of this entire, you know, account that was written concerning Moses. In Numbers chapter 12, okay, and it says this, Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. Suddenly, the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the tree came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both went forward. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, not in dark sayings, and he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. When the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous, as white as snow. Then Aaron turned to Miriam, and there she was, a leper. So Moses, he was described as the most humble man on the earth. But in this Context, what happened was this Miriam and, and Aaron, they were criticizing Moses harshly and they challenged Moses' leadership. And you know what Moses did? Instead of being angry with them, God came, God was very angry with Miriam and, and Aaron. You know what? If Moses are into titles and positions, he will just leave them be. You understand what I'm getting at? But you know what? Moses did. It goes on in verse 13. So Moses cried out to the Lord saying, Please heal her, O God, I pray. Instead of exercising his authority over them, Moses intervened on their behalf. Only humility 
can represent the interests of the people who are critical of him. So instead of like, you know, you criticize me, I let you be. You know, that's what all of us, our natural response to things are, right? Am I right? If people criticize you, I don't care about you, like whatever happened to you, I, I, if something bad happened to you, uh, it's your fault. Lah. But you know what? Moses, instead of being upset, Moses intervened for Miriam and Aaron. That is the kind of leadership that God is seeking among us today. Because when people criticize us, what do we do? Are we going to get defensive? Are we going to get upset? Are we going to be a people who will be like, oh, you know, I wish that bad things would happen to you because of what you say? Well, are we going to be what God has required of His people that we're going to stand on their behalf? And this is the kind of servant leadership. This is what the towel and the basin represents for every one of us. This is not only for leaders, but for every one of us here in this place. Humility is our part. It is our own doing. You know, I've heard people who pray, oh God, please humble me. You know, that's the wrong prayer to pray. Because when God humbles you, you are finished. The Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord. It's our part to play. It is not God's part to humble us. Recognize the things that will keep you humble and keep doing it so that you will not let all these other things get to your head. Never be too big to do menial things. The one who wants to sit at the table must also be able to go into the kitchen. Humility and self-assurance gives confidence to those who follow you. Remember, Jesus, he really knew that the Father had given him all authority. And he's going back to the Father. That he, you know, before that, he says that he, he knew that he comes from the Father and he's going back to the Father. So Jesus was very, very secure. And he doesn't mind taking off his robe. And the robe that Jesus wore was, you know, a, rabbi, a rabbi's robe that represents his authority as a teacher of the law. But all these things, to Jesus, it, is, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, it's the disciples, the people, that are more important. That's why he could take off his robe and to take the towel and the basin and, to do, and, and did what he did to the disciples. Friends, never be too big to do little things. The world will tell you the bigger you are, you know, the, the, all the lesser things, you know, let other people do it. I can tell you this, I have a principle in my life and I share this principle with all the leaders. If you are not able to wash the toilet, don't use the toilet. Up to today, I still wash the church toilet even though we have a cleaner. I still do that. When I see it dirty, I will not, okay, let's wait for Saturday for the cleaner to come. I will clean it because if I'm not willing to clean it, then I'm not qualified to use it. It is as simple as that. Friends, humility must be produced in and by the presence of God. That we will know that Christ is the center of everything in our lives. Not the titles, not the promotions, not the seat at the head table. Yeah. You know, I've learned this many times that when I go to, you know, when I'm invited to a conference or, or you, know, my, you know, my friend's church who, who hosts a conference, 
And I always learn this. I always practice this principle. I, when I go there, I always mix around with the people. I talk to the people. I always go early. And I will sit at the back. I, I will not, you know, immediately go up to the front and sit at the front seat. And a lot of times that, you know, my pastor friends always say, hey, you know, they come all the way to the back and bring me all the way to the front and sit in the front with them. So I look at that and say, wow, you know, it's such an honor to do that. But can you imagine if I go into the conference I sit in front and my friends say, hey, Ryan, I'm so sorry. This seat is reserved for somebody else. Can you move to another place? I tell you, it would be so embarrassing, right? So friends, what I'm saying is this. Practice what God has taught us. Amen? And it says this in Colossians chapter 2, verse 23. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. How does a leader serve and still lead? So I have three points today that I want to share with you. You know, a lot of times it doesn't make sense. How, 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 how can someone serve and yet, you know, can, can lead in their lives? But there are three things that I really believe that will help us to understand what it means to really be a servant leader. Number one is mission. So what is the mission that God has given to you? Because the mission and the vision will connect service and leadership. John chapter 12, verse 27 says, Now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. John chapter 18, verse 37 says, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Jesus was very clear of his mission here on this earth. Clarity will bring security to yourself and also stability to other people. So we must understand that God has given us a mission. It's not just in the church, but your work. Even in, in the position that you are in, God has a mission for you. That you are there not because of your own merit, you are there firstly because God has a mission for you at this time and in, in that position that you are in. Amen? When you are clear with that, you will realize that at the end of the day, God is more important, the mission is more important than yourself. If you know that God has entrusted a mission to you, then the focus is the mission and not yourself. I know that God has given me a vision, a mission to build this church. So whatever it is, no matter how big the church grows, you know what, friends? It will never, it should never affect the mission that God has given to us. Yep. So I always say, don't, don't come to a place where we think that we are so big that we can't do the little things anymore. The mission of God will always be bigger than your personal agenda. You must be clear of what is that God-given mission to your life. Write it down. Make it clear. Share it with people. Talk about it. If it is a God-given mission, you will not be able to achieve it all by yourself. But if you think that it's because of you, only yourself, then I would say that mission is very limited. Friends, when we realize that it is a God-given mission, then we will turn leadership into service. Because we know that we can't carry out by ourselves. We'll begin to equip others to share 
the load of the mission. Equipping will lead to empowerment. So what is the mission of God in your life? So this morning, I want you to really think through what is that mission? If you understand that that mission is for you, you'll be very clear and you will not be striving for positions and recognitions in your life. Amen? So the second point is equip. Firstly, know the mission. Second is to equip. Equipping is vital for yourself as a leader and also for those that you lead. Servant leadership, just as Jesus has demonstrated, He always equipped His disciples. You can't expect others to share the Lord if you are not willing to equip them. Serve the people by equipping them. Train them. Jesus spent time with them. Jesus spent His life with them. That's why in our lives, if you really want people to build together with you, if you really want to see how servant leadership can be, meant, can, can be worked out in your life, you've got to learn to equip people. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, it says this, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Equipping is our responsibility. Friends, no matter where you are, you have the responsibility to equip those that are around you, not to rule over people. Responsibility versus rights. Don't be lazy to equip people but be secure to empower people. Amen? I always believe this. Too much inflow without outflow can cause frustration. And eventually, people will become dissatisfied. So we must equip people and we must empower them. Amen? That's why this church is not my church. It's not Pastor Brenda's church. It's our church. Amen. We build lives together. We share the Lord. But we must keep on equipping people. We must keep on raising disciples. Because that is what we are called to do. Servant, we serve the people by raising them. You know, I, I was just looking through, you know, John and, and the team gave me some, you know, they, they compiled a list of photos of, of different people over the years and I was just, you know, just scrolling down, seeing them, you know, grow, you know, from, from, uh, from some of them from 13 years old to where they are now, being serving and, and passionate for Jesus Christ. And some of them, when they came to church, they were as quiet as quietness can be. You, know, you, you talk to them, they, they don't respond. They are so quiet today. They are leading a connect group. So as I look at this photo, I realize that God, thank you so much. It's because of the effort of all the leaders, the effort of the church to equip, to empower them. And today they are where they are. So that's why at the end of the day, we serve people by equipping them. Friends, that's what we must continue to do for every person that comes to church. Amen? We must invest our lives into their lives. That's what servant leadership is all about. That we must always look beyond ourselves. It's not building a pedestal for our own lives. It is not building a high chair for our own lives. It's about really building the lives of other people. You know what, friends? 
being a pastor, the pastor is a function. It's not that I'm more important than you. Being a connect group leader, it's not that he is more important than the connect group members. It is just a function. It is never about titles. It's about function. Amen? And thirdly, build a team. That's what Jesus did. He built a team. You build a team to mobilize what you have equipped them with so that they can carry out that mission. Your aim is to make sure that the mission will carry on even when you are long gone. Friends, people who are self-serving, they only think about themselves. You know, I've heard people who say, you know what, without me, it will not go on. I tell you what, that's the greatest failure in your life. Because you have sucked dry every bit of that organization that you're part of. If you think that you're so important that without you, it cannot carry on. I've heard people who say that many times. You know, I left the church. I can tell you this. They will not be able to continue on without me. I tell you what, you are dead wrong. Because God is not a respecter of men. If you choose not to step up, God will always raise somebody else up. I always tell my wife this. At the end of the day, even I'm not around, God can raise up somebody else. If I'm not willing to do it, God can raise up somebody else. The Bible tells us, if you don't cry out, the stones, the rocks will soon cry out. If we think, you know, remember Balaam? Balaam was refused to, to be God's oracle. At the end of the day, what happened? God used a donkey to speak. So if we, are, if we think that we are so big, I tell you what, we are nothing. When there is a team mentality, let me tell you what, everyone is important. And everyone serves for the good of the team. Make sure in this church, there are no superstar mentality. Always play with the team. Your team needs to know that you are on the ground with them. Now you know why our leaders, even up to today, we have built this church for the past 13 years. Up to today, leaders, we still paint the church building, we still clean the church building, we still you know, do all that we can. It's because we need to be on the ground with the people. It's very easy to sit in one corner and say, yeah, we have done this so many years. We have sacrificed enough. Now let the younger generation do it. That's the wrong mentality. Amen? If you build a team, the mission will carry on even after you are not around anymore. Friends, we need a team here in this church. We need servant leaders here in this church. Not superstars, but servant leaders. You know, John was telling me, that, you know, at one time, there are church we have over 80% of our church members serving. That's a very healthy sign for a church to have 80 over percent of our members serving. But you know what my desire is? There will be 100% of people serving. Because it's so important that people get involved and to know that there's a mission that's bigger than ourselves. Friends, we are not here to build a name for ourselves. We are here 
because of the call of God upon our church. So I pray that all of us will catch this. Let us have a, a great attitude, you know, a servant attitude in our lives. I believe that our church will grow, our church will expand, but never come to a place where we think that we are so big. We are not, because without God, we are nothing. So I want to encourage each and every one of us. You know what, friends? This morning, I want to encourage us. Let us be part of this team. And not just come to church and wait for people to serve us, but to serve together. You can serve by encouraging people. You can serve, you know, by your faithfulness. You can serve. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, just, you know, you need to be uh, part of different ministries. You know, just about a month ago, I was so encouraged by a group of aunties. You know what they did? What, what they came to me and they told me this, you know, Pastor, I, I know that after we shifted here to this place, that uh, a lot of times the, the members, after prayer meeting, after, you know, worship uh, practice or, you know, sound check, they will rush out to, to, to buy breakfast and, 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 you know, they're rushing and they're just, you know, quickly eating and then they, they rush back, you know, to, to, to serve in church. And they said this, say, Pastor, can we do this? You know, we, a few of us aunties, we want to cook and make some food to bring to church. Yeah, and, and you know, we want to contribute uh, by doing that. And, and you guys sell the food, all right, but all the proceeds will be given to, to, to charity, all right, to, to help, you know, uh, the, the, the young people. Well, look at them. Man, I was so encouraged because people saw a need and they met it. They don't have to wait, you know, for, you know, to, for, for, for ministries to start before they, they bring part. They start ministry. So I... And, and this, you know, this morning, well, you know, you, how many of you had the yam cake? Yeah, it was really good, right? And you know what? They really put their hearts into it. And not just because, oh, you know what? We're just doing this anyway. We don't get paid anyway. So I just chinch, I do anything. It's good quality stuff. Actually, you're paying, you know, for, for something that's much more in value than, than what your money is, 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 you know, can buy. Because it comes with love and heart. Friends, I want us to know this. There's ample opportunities for us to be a blessing. I'm not saying just in church, but where we are, where God has placed us, can we be a people who are not self-serving? You know, can we be a people who will not be just thinking about how much can we amass in this life? How you know, successful we become, even though success is important, but friends, don't chase after all these things until we forget the mission that God has given to us. Always remember that Jesus is our greatest example and she showed it through the towel and through the basin. I pray that today, from today onwards, every time when you remember this that Jesus had done, that we will 
always remind ourselves that we are here to serve others, not to serve ourselves. Friends, I want to encourage us. There's so many wonderful and great years together ahead of us. And we're going to build this together. We're going to serve each other. We're going to serve people. As, as big as the church may grow, let us be a serving church. Amen? Leaders, let us be a serving people. Never come to a place and say, wow, we have, you know, we are entitled to something. No, we have entitlement to nothing. We are only entitled to one thing. And that will keep on going. We are entitled to serve people. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, serve people. Friends, so I want to encourage us. Come on, let's get it right. Amen? Let's have this attitude in our lives. And I pray that this will be applied in every sphere of our lives, in our family, in our workplace, in our school, in our, in our, you know, in, in, in our unis. Don't be fearful of serving. Don't be fearful that you were going to lose out because people will say, why you do so much? What you gain out of it? I tell you what, you keep on serving. In due time, God will exalt you. And when that moment happens, I tell you what, it's going to be so much greater than what your own effort could ever bring you. And I believe when God exalts us, it means that we're going to serve even in greater capacity. Amen? Hallelujah? So church, come on. Let's be a serving church. Amen? Let's make it 100% serving in our church. Don't worry whether you have the capacity or not. I believe when we get our hearts right, you know what? It will happen. Amen? Yep, it will just automatically will take place. So let's serve together. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, maybe some of you are struggling in, in your heart. You know, maybe you're thinking, God, I don't know what I can do. I don't know how I can serve. But what God is really looking for is not your capabilities or your abilities because He knows that He can empower you. But what He's looking for is your heart. You know, maybe you're thinking, God, how can I be effective in my workplace? You know, I'm in this position, but you know, it's so difficult to be in this position, position and to serve people. I tell you what, Please don't let positions stop you. You know what? You can be that beacon of light to that tea lady in your workplace. You can be that very person who serves those that are under you. And I can tell you this, as you keep on doing that, God's going to add on to your life greater things, greater capacity. So friends, it's really come to a place of our hearts. You know, some people will say that, oh, I need the stage to serve. You don't need a stage to serve. You don't need a title to serve. Remember, it's about function. It's not about recognition. So friends, this morning, I wonder how many of us, if we are still struggling, I want to encourage us, come on, put all this aside and say, God, I want to be willing. That's all God is asking for. I want to be willing. Uh, maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, it's going to eat up my own time. I tell you what, don't be self-serving. 
How much time would you want for your own self? Honestly, at the end of the day, I find it, it is more rewarding when I know that my time has been given for the betterment of other people, serving other people. Friends, let us find joy in that. So this morning, friends, I want to challenge you as well. If you are struggling with that, struggle no more. Because God, He can do so much more when we are willing before Him. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, let's look to Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. You know, maybe some of you, it's your commitment. You know, because of your job commitment and you say that you have no time. Maybe it's your family commitment. But I want you to know that God, He can make all things possible. But whether are we willing or not? Are we thinking of our own self? Are we thinking that can our lives, even in this moment, even with all this busyness, can I still find myself serving? If you're willing, God will make a way for you. So friends, I want to encourage you. This morning is to open our hearts to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's look to Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, for those of us who are serving, let's keep on serving. You know, let's have the joy of the Lord in our hearts to serve. Hallelujah. Jesus. Friends, with every eyes closed here in this place, I just sense this is what God wants to do. How many of you here in this place, this morning, you know you have a greater capacity, you know you can, but yet you are not doing it. But this morning you are saying, God, it's time for me to make a decision that from today onwards, God, I want to serve you even though I have my own challenges, but yet, God, I want to be willing before you. God, I want my capacity to be used to serve you and to serve people. If you are the person, wherever you are standing, with every eyes closed, why not just lift your hands before the Lord? Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Come, let's lift it before the Lord. Yes, yes, I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, lift it up before the Lord. Don't let limitations stop you, friends. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, you see all these that are willing before you. Lord, we don't want to be limited by our own understanding because we know that, God, that you have so much more that you have in store for each and every one of us. Lord, for those of us who have lifted up our hands, Father, I pray that in Jesus' name, that from today onwards, just as they've decided, O oh God, to even, Lord, to step up 
to even Lord to bring themselves to the place where the capacity is being stretched Father I know there's going to be rewarding because at the end of the day all that we do Lord we are doing it for you thank you oh God for that mission Lord that those that have lifted up their hands Lord thank you that this morning is a reminder of that mission that you have placed upon their lives so Lord I pray that in Jesus name that Lord that they will see Lord the fruits of their labour and they will see Lord, that their lives, Lord, will be invested into the lives of the people, Lord, that they are serving, O Father. So, Lord, we thank you, O God, that, Lord, that even as we stand before you this morning, Lord, you are doing something far greater than what we can ever imagine. Lord, all you are looking for is willingness. Lord, thank you for these vessels. Thank you, O God, that your kingdom, Lord, it's not going to be the same again, O oh Father, because of people who are willing to serve, O oh Father. That your kingdom is going to expand. Your kingdom is going to make an impact because of your people, O oh God, who is willing to serve. So, Lord, for those who are still struggling, Lord, I pray that in Jesus' name, bring that revelation to us. That we will not just look at our own self, that we will not just look at our own limitations. But, Lord, that we will be willing to even take that little step, Lord, to put aside all our self-interest and to understand that God that you have called us first Lord to be able to serve oh Father and Lord we want to be able to do that so Lord we thank you we pray that this morning Holy Spirit continue to speak to us beyond Lord what the words of men can do oh Father Lord do the work that only you can in our lives so Lord thank you thank you for being here with us thank you for this morning and we pray even as we go from this place. Father, may the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us in our going out, in our coming in. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Hallelujah. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.